Hi, welcome to Holy SoCal. In this episode, I'd like to talk about retirement. And what does retirement mean for skaters and for parents? So if you haven't had a chance, I highly recommend you listen to Polina Edmonds' podcasts. She does an excellent job of interviewing skaters from the past, you know, skaters that you know that have recently retired or retired during the last few years. And it's very eye-opening. And although these are Olympic-level skaters or skaters that were very close to reaching the Olympics, the feelings that they go through are the same thing that maybe your child's going to go through when they're done with skating and decide to retire. It's also going to be the feelings that you as a parent are going to go through when your child retires from skating. One of the things that is most um enlightening to me is that this is a this retirement business that we are talking about isn't something that skaters come to overnight. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of agonizing and regret potentially. There's a lot of, I think I'm going to skate for a little bit. I'm going to come back. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's stressful on the skater, the coach, the family. But most of all, I think the overarching theme is it is highly emotional and it is a very unstable time in a skater's career. And that's not surprising because it would be no different than any of us when we retire from a job. And essentially, retiring from competitive skating um, no matter what your level, you know, if you were skating frequently and you were at the rink all the time and your whole network is your rink friends and your coach and all these, the support system and you knew exactly what you were going to do day in and day out, when that comes to an end, and I've said this in the last podcast I did, skaters and parents are lost. Very, very lost. So... I want to talk about that a little further and just, you know, kind of talk about how hard this is for skaters. And I think it would be really beneficial that if you do have a skater that's going through this, what should I do? Um, I'm not progressing. You know, should I stay? Should I go? Should I, you know, take a different path? The first thing I think that they should do is start to listen to these podcasts of all of these other skaters who have went through this because I think it would be really helpful for them to know that even the the elite skaters, the Ashley Wagners, the Gracie Golds, um, the Sean Rabbits, the uh, Hannah Millers, the skaters who like Ting, who is injured and is trying to come back, how hard this is and, and that this is just not something that should be overlooked as a minor blip. This is a major, major blip for these skaters. One of the things that's come out, and actually this last podcast that Polina did, yeah, she interviewed Hannah Miller. And, you know, Hannah Miller never made it to the Olympics. She did do some Grand Prix. And to me, she was one of my favorite skaters because she was so expressive and powerful on the ice that she was exciting to watch. And I always wanted to see her programs every year. Like, I really didn't care if she won. I really wanted to watch her. And so I think, to me, that's success, right? Like, that's actually more important than if you even, you know, get to the Olympics. It's like, you know, there's a lot of Olympic programs that I really don't want to watch again. But 
when Hannah Miller skated, I wanted to watch her. And I'd watch her a couple times. I mean, it was kind of a highlight of the event for me. So, um, and, and that's something to think about even for your skater, when your skater gets involved in skating, is what's the highlight of the event for them? And, you know, what's the highlight of their career? Is it that they won a competition? Or is it that they got to a certain level? Or they got a certain jump? And maybe that needs to be, like, refocused and thought about in a different way. That, you know, the highlight of a, of a, of a career could be that their skating has got to be, is now to the point that it's enjoyable. That it's enjoyable for others to watch. And maybe that's the definition of success. Instead of winning a medal, which is, as I have already said, very much based on luck, a lot of things you cannot control. Or, you know, you just don't live in the right area. I've had that discussion. Go back and listen to some of my podcasts on that. But if you are enjoyable to watch, haven't you now reached the pinnacle of success? And I think we need to reframe that for our kids who are retiring. And what is joyful about skating? It's performing. It's getting people to clap at your performance. It's being proud of what you put out there. It's being entertaining. And um, also the hard work that goes into that because that's hard work to be entertaining on the ice because obviously today, and if we go back to the world's competition, there's a lot of technical skill, but there's a lack of entertainment going on in the top ranks. Clearly a lack of entertainment and a lack of I want to watch those programs again, which is my measurement for success. That's missing. So I think there are a ton of skaters that are at the lower levels technically who are absolutely amazing to watch. And that's why every year our club puts on a a figure skating show and I can't wait to watch the senior ladies. And I don't care if they come out with a triple or they don't or a double axle could really make a darn bit of nothing to me. I just want to know, hey, are they fun to watch? Can they interpret the music? Because I remember when they were five and they couldn't. And it's just so cool to see the progression. And I actually do want to watch those programs again. And so I think the level of what we define success in skating should be maybe rethought. Um, And then when kids are retiring or adults, the path out of skating needs to be just as well planned out as the path into skating. And that means these kids are going to need to maintain some of the relationships that they had in the past. They're going to need to maintain a relationship with their coach, even though they might not be coaching. They might not have that coach relationship. Maybe it then turns into a friendship or they help a coach on a lesson or they teach a a class at the rink. Um, a specific class at the rink that kids like to take that is still puts them in a, um, a, an air, uh, a space where they can enjoy skating. And it still has a place in their life. And I think that's just as much as important as choosing the right coach or choosing the right skates or choosing the right dress or choosing the right music or how to wear your hair or, you know, all of the things that we were so stressed out about when our kid was in the competitive world. This is actually, when I think about it, 
probably a thousand times more important. How the heck are they going to transition out? And it gets like no attention. And transition, transitioning out is such a vulnerable time. We have depressed, lost, um, eating disordered kids that do not know what to do with their life when they're done. And you look back at it as a parent and you're like, you go back and listen to how much I spent on skating, the cost of skating um, podcast that I did. And you start to think about it and you're like, whoa, I spent like that kind of money to give my kid like mental health issues. Like I actually purchased that. Like who in their right mind purchases mental health problems for their child? But that's almost how I look at it. Um, and I did, we did a poor job of planning for how to get out of the sport because we didn't put the same kind of emphasis on what we would need to get out of the sport. And there should be a transition plan. The transition plan should include the coach. It should include mental health counselors, somebody else to talk to, maybe other coaches that are not the child's coach that could potentially be mentors. There are opportunities to be involved in a club at a different level, maybe teaching special classes, maybe judging competitions and getting into judging or helping at the club so that they're still involved and they still get to see those skaters on a regular basis. There's just so many things that need to be thought about that are just not thought about. So if you have a child that's potentially getting close to retirement, whether that be at age 12 or at age 20, I think that planning that retirement and how that's going to go is just as crucial and should not be overlooked and should get the same amount of attention as, as that you gave planning that career. And so I, I want parents to take from this podcast to go, one, go listen to the Polina Edmonds podcasts with all the skaters that have gone through this. And you can hear how lost they are. You can just hear it. Your child's going through that or will be going through that. Actually, every child that's competitive is going to go through that. So that's your future and you know it. So now it's time to put a plan into action because it's truly something that I regret that I didn't do. I knew it was going to be hard, but I did not know that it would be this hard and it would be this overreaching. So um, I hope this podcast was helpful and thank you for listening to Holy Sauerkraut.